From The Australian, here's what's on the front. I'm Claire Harvey. It's Thursday, August 10. A huge blue is on between unions and big business over who's to blame for the price of everything going up. The ACTU has hired competition expert Professor Alan Fells to investigate allegations of price gouging by businesses. The Chamber of Commerce and Industry says the whole thing is ludicrous and business profits are not to blame. A fresh twist in Victoria's mushroom mystery with detectives to examine the medical records of a man whose ex-wife served toxic mushrooms to his elderly relatives. Three people are dead. The ex-husband of Erin Patterson suffered a mysterious illness last year. No charges have been laid against Erin Patterson, who cooked the meal, and police are trying to work out whether it was a terrible accident. Another record bank profit. Another huge bank boss payday. And if you're feeling cranky about it, you're not alone. In today's episode, whether banks really should be making billions in profit while families are struggling, and what's right when it comes to these powerful institutions. Stay with us. Five years ago, a litre of milk was a dollar in Australia's major supermarkets. Now it's about $2.60. Petrol's gone from $1.20 a litre to $1.93, if you're lucky. Since 2018, Australian households have been walloped by COVID, a wage freeze, soaring grocery prices and power bills. Back in 2018, the average mortgage was $381,000. Now it's more like six hundred grand. And something else has been growing like topsy, the Commonwealth Bank's net profit. From 2018... Breaking news from the Commonwealth Bank, which has reported a cash profit of $9.41 billion for the year. Down a little in 2019. Our overall result of $8.5 billion is down a bit more in 2020. Cash net profit after tax was $7.3 billion. Up in 21 on the back of COVID. The Commonwealth Bank has reported an $8.7 billion cash profit, nearly 20%. Through the roof in 2022. The bank reported a cash net profit after tax of $9.6 billion. And this year... $10.2 billion. Eric Johnston is The Australian's Associate Editor of Business. He's one of the country's most experienced analysts. It is the biggest in terms of the bank profits, and Commonwealth Bank is the biggest of the big four banks. CBA has almost one in four home loans in Australia. It has a massive share in terms of small business lending and business lending. So the the profits are generated on the back of a really large asset base and balance sheet on that front. And the Chief Executive, Matt Common, will take home $10.42 million this year. That's up from about $7 million last year. How's your blood pressure going? I've got to be honest, giant bank profits make me feel a bit sick. If you're a kid or a retiree who puts your money into a Commonwealth Bank savings account, because, let's be honest, who else has any spare cash, you can earn about 2% per annum. If you've got a mortgage with them, the bank is charging you somewhere between 6 and 7%. And it's in that gap, how much they pay out versus how much they take in, that the bank makes its money. Essentially, they're charging a little bit more for the home loan than what they're paying you for you keeping your money safe with the bank. 
your home loan that is with the bank is probably lasts for about 30 years, yet the deposit you keep in the bank is might be at call. So you'd be able to pull that money out at any time. So for the bank is figuring out all the differences and what it needs to do is be able to pay a discount to have that money ready to go at any point in time. As you deposit money with the bank for a longer term, you'll get a better rate. Okay, so Eric's mission is to talk me into believing that bank profits are a great thing. Seriously. And he's very persuasive. So every time this happens, Eric, the banks announce a big profit. Everybody gets angry. (laughs) People feel aggrieved. And there's a a couple of days of commentary about it. And then we all forget until the next (laughs) half-yearly reporting comes around. Should we be getting angry or should we just be out there buying bank shares so that we can reap some of the dividends too? It's it's a it's a really good way to describe it. Yes, look, it's these are huge numbers, and and as we said at the top, like on on the balance sheet, but there's another more serious side to it as well. There's nothing worse than having a very sick bank or a bank that is stressed, particularly with its balance sheet is under pressure or it's or it's losing money. There is nothing worse for an economy for when that happens. We want our banks to be profitable, not too profitable. There's also the money that it makes. It doesn't just go into Matt Common's pocket or, or, or the chairman's pocket. It actually goes to shareholders. And, and CBA is probably one of the most widely held companies in Australia. This year, Combank's dividends increased by about 12%. And they'll pay $2.4 billion back to shareholders, people who own shares directly, and almost everyone who's in a super fund. The CBA will pay $3 billion in taxes to the Commonwealth for the year, and the CEO is offering staff a 17% wage rise over the next four years. Don't get angry at the bank. Look at what it's doing more broadly for the economy. Sure, these figures are big, and we always sort of fall off our chair when we see big figures, but you do not want a country where the banks are struggling to turn a dollar because that means that the first thing they'll do is cut back lending. And when you go to, to ask for your home loan, they'll say no. If you have a mortgage, you don't need me to tell you. We've just had 12 cash rate rises in a row from the Reserve Bank. And the big banks, like CBA, followed very quickly to jack up their lending rates. But even though CBA's delivered this big number today, they're warning times are about to get tougher for banks. And that's good for savers. If you're a depositor, instead of a measly 2 or 4% on your savings account or term deposit, the banks are about to start paying a lot more for savings. Here's why. There is a mighty battle coming down in the coming year for deposits and banks are going to have to start paying up a lot more as savers become a lot more discerning about where they put their money. So let's talk about that a little bit. Banks want to attract the deposits of savers because they can then lend that money out. Why are they going to have to fight harder for those depositors' money now? Well, what we saw through COVID is when we're all sitting at home, we couldn't travel and we couldn't go out or, and, and so on. And also some of us were getting government grants as well. We literally had nothing to do with that money, so we, we just stuck it in the bank. And the banks were, for their part, they were full, well, stuff full to the gills of deposits. They couldn't lend it out at a fast enough pace. And therefore, you saw the competition for deposits really come right down. What's happening now, and, and just, just bear with me for a little bit on this one, but during COVID, the Reserve Bank issued what's called a term funding facility. And that was this ultra cheap 
facility, lending facility that it gave to banks. That is, the Reserve Bank loaned the banks money really cheaply. The thinking there was banks would then therefore go out and offer their ultra-cheap loans to mortgage holders. They did in a lot of fixed loans. That facility has now expired and banks have to pay that back. And by doing that, and just like us refinancing our fixed mortgages, banks have got to go out and refinance all that cheap money. So the way they do that, they're going to go to global markets to do that. All of them racing out to global markets at once, of course, is going to push up the price of funding. Commonwealth Bank, for example, it's got to go and find $60 billion next year in funding. It will get it. It will get it. But still, that's crowding out the market. So the other area for the banks get their funding is obviously deposits of you and I. And so they're going to be prepared to pay up a lot more to get their money back. So if I asked for a loan of $1 million, the bank would be able to get 700000 of that money from deposits they're holding. But they'd have to go and find another $300,000 to help me buy my house. So the gap essentially is what it can go and get on, on wholesale markets. That's global funding markets. But it's constantly doing this renewal process of... It's like keeping the bathwater warm. It's constantly renewing its funding needs and, and refinancing loans that are maturing. And that's the way a bank runs normally. It has long-term funding, has short-term funding and medium-term. And, and that's all part of the process of keeping the bank safe. Coming up, exactly what did Matt Common do to justify a $10 million payday? And has Eric persuaded you yet? I'm Felicity Harley and I host Healthy-ish, where we chat to experts, influencers and people in the know from around the globe to arm you with the knowledge to make healthier decisions for your mind, body and soul. I think if we're going to be focusing on health, like sleep is probably the biggest component of that. I I think sleep is the cornerstone. Like choose the harder option because I've never woken up and gone, I regret that run that I went at 4am. I've never done that. Search for Healthy-ish and Extra Healthy-ish wherever you get your podcasts. There's nobody hotter in Australia right now than the Matildas captain, Sam Kerr. And lo and behold, she's in an ad for the Commonwealth Bank, holding hands with a cute kid. Sam's goal is to meet her idol. And at Combank, our goal is supporting women's football at every level. And there's so much to play for. CBA is very careful about its reputation because it's learned the hard way that once you get a bad name, it's hard to shake it. Five years ago, the bank was caught up in an international money laundering scandal. Huge reputational damage about how it looked after customers' money. Their CEO, Ian Narev, threw himself under the bus for the whole mess, retiring early. That cleared the way for Matt Common, the $10.4 million guy. Here's Eric. Matt Common, he came in in the middle of a crisis for CBA and at the time he was bumped down to being one of the lowest paid CEOs. A lot of his pay was deferred and he was promised of bonus payments, but not now, in three or four or five years' time. So the way that they structured their remuneration for the CEO was, we don't want to pay you big, big licks of money right now. We want to pay you in three or four years, even five years' time, as long as you deliver value for the bank. 
Yeah, I mean, it's obviously a, a lot tougher, that job, than just sitting back and waiting for the Reserve Bank to put the cash rate up. What else has Matt Common done in his tenure at the bank that has delivered this result? Fundamentally, is, is keeping the bank safe. That's the most important job of the CEO, because essentially you're sitting on top of a tinderbox. Could go off at any time. It has essentially calmed the bank down. He's kept a a fairly conciliatory culture at the bank. The bank had previously sort of got a reputation for arrogance. He's really dialed that way, way back and dialed that down. So he's he's tried to put customers first. He's also really doubled down on investment in technology. So things like apps, artificial intelligence, ways and 10-minute home loans, for example, and so, so ways to make it easier for customers to do business with the bank. It's things like that. But most importantly, keeping the, the, the bank's culture and its view of the world in check and, and make sure it's a good citizen. Speaking of which, the bank has declared it'll no longer provide any project financing to new or expanded oil and gas extraction developments. Climate activists don't think it goes far enough. The resources sector isn't happy. But banks, which have gigantic workforces and huge shareholder bases who all want them to make ethical choices, are a big part of Australia's transition to renewable energy. So, are you convinced? Eric has two final points. They've also announced another $1 billion in a share buyback, which increases the the share price. That's what you will also see on your Superfund statement. And then don't forget just the sheer sort of gravitational mass of of the bank buying from suppliers other sort of small businesses or or and so on just just the bank being a bank a huge sort of economic contribution there what what you want to do is is analyze the results as with all companies where are they making the money how they're making it and what's the contribution what's the broader contribution that they're that they're delivering okay well you've you've talked me around i'm not angry anymore You can read all Eric's analysis and the rest of the nation's best business journalism right now at theaustralian.com.au. troubled young woman, her evil parents. We never had any issues between us. Has justice been done? I'm in a prison. Join journalist Richard Gilliatt as he delves into one of Australia's most gripping cases. Shadow of Doubt, a new podcast investigation from The Australian. I cannot find one of these allegations that's possible. Listen now, wherever you get your podcasts.